Hey, everybody. It's Friday. Welcome to the show. It is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up oh, Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. That's where we want to be. That's what we want to be doing. You don't want to head to the window, Scott, just once. You want to go there twice, right, baby? Uh, yeah, well, it depends how many tickets you have. But if you if you have your game spaced out, you might want to go there about 15, 20 times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joan S. is in the house. What's up, Joan? Happy Friday to you as well. The T-Train is here. Happy Friday to the old T-Train as well. Um, Pretty good day yesterday, Scott. Uh, by the way, quick note, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're there on the YouTube, hit that like button. I know some of you guys are really good about reminding other people to hit the like button for in, in the comment section. Uh, uh, I love you one and all for doing that. I really do. Don't forget to like. If you haven't subscribed already, you should probably do that. Of course, if you're somewhere else getting us on some other format, uh, rate, review, pound, comment. I don't know. Whatever it is. Uh, whatever you do. Whatever you kids are doing these days. You, should... you mean like the pound key on a phone? Yes. What, pound, what do you mean? The pound key on the phone. That's exactly okay, right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Scotty, you know, people don't even know that's a pound sign anymore. It's a hashtag. I remember it as a pound because back in my day, we called it a pound. God bless you. God bless you. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right, man. It is, uh, it is good to be here. How did uh, how'd your day go yesterday? Uh, went well. I can't really complain. It looked like it was going to go horribly. And then something that happened in Call the Cops actually went in my favor and it turned my evening around. But for the most part... Had some action on the football, went well. Had action on basketball, went well. Really no complaints. Excellent. Uh, not too bad. By the way, shout out to Michelle. She's not first, but she is here. Uh, she's not last. She's not last either. Nathan Cern is in the house. Matthew, Matthew Torvik is here as well. Timothy Lindsay. What's going on, guys and gals? It is good to have you all here with us. My day went okay, Scott. I had the uh, had the wrong side of that. Well, I... I, I I knew I I really really thought the Patriots were going to cover. Uh, I thought they'd be able to finish their drives. I thought they'd be a little more efficient on offense, turn some of those field goals into touchdowns. And I really thought we'd get something, some sort of offense from the Atlanta Falcons. Although when Patterson was out, I made that video before Patterson was out, and I was kind of uh, you know I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shy away from that pick because I don't think one man made the difference between 25 points and you know 48 points or whatever, but. Uh, just, yeah, that didn't go our way. And I made a live play as we were on the air. Uh, the eight and a half on the basketball game ended at eight in double overtime. So I just about got the miracle win there. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Michelle wanted to say, appreciate y'all giving the edge on that Las Vegas Knights play. Hit big, LVK. Shout out to my hockey dude over there. Nice job, buddy. Happy to help. Uh, Detroit, not a very good road team. Vegas has been playing a lot better after a slow start. It was nice for them to get a nice and easy win yesterday. Even I thought that was a good price. Who uh, who follows hockey from a distance, especially this time of the year? I'm not fully immersed in hockey yet, but I well, thought... you are fa you are family wise priced into the Steen system. Absolutely, so you have a couple of hockey plays that you might be sharing at some point. I do. Um, I do. Somebody my, who you know quite well. My son. My son. I t we've talked about it a little bit. He's 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 a system player. He's always looking for that perfect system. He's been playing a system for two weeks in the NFL and the NHL. And his uh, ROI is twenty nine percent. He's pretty excited. It's a uh, it's a parlay system. I told him if it hits over the weekend, I'll start giving him out some of his 
some of his hockey plays. And, I, and the thing is, you pretty much got to give them all out because it's a, it's a correlated parlay, so you're going to lose more than you win. So there's a good chance that if I just give out one of the plays, it's going to be it's going to be a bad one. So it's going to be all or nothing. That's why I haven't done it yet. Plus, I don't you know I don't want to put him on the spot. So because Scott, you don't even people don't even talk about it, but there is a certain amount of responsibility when people watch you and you say things that you have you have extra an extra thing when when that game is going on, even if you don't have a great deal of money on it. Mm. Um that there's extra at stake there absolutely is and it's man when i first started doing this i lost sleep dude i'm not gonna lie my my wife said you can't do this anymore you've got to figure out a way to channel this and i and i did luckily but if you think about it it's it's not good not good at well, all you have a couple so. of kids and a dog to distract you so you don't have to worry about it <laughs> absolutely true all right well let's get rolling buddy we got a lot to talk about today don't forget guys to stay tuned if you if you want to join us here for the second hour of the show today. Um, we're going to be doing our college football top 25 preview where we do sides and totals on every game in the top 25. We'll be doing that immediately after we usually take about a five-minute break to reset everything, uh, you know, do our hair and makeup again, and then we'll we be... Got, we got bad news, though. We might have to reinvent the show because we got no more Presbyterian. There's no Presbyterian to fade. We're going to come up, we have to come up with three legitimate picks. It's a very, very sad day. For our top twenty-five show, we each went three and zero last week, Scott. So we had, I can I say, technically it. lost, but there, we got to have a, a ruling or something. Yep, uh, Garrett said, gr uh, "Great pick on the Warriors." Well, it was a great fourth quarter. Yep. So pretty much knowing you gave out the picks, good or bad, yes, absolutely true, absolutely, absolutely true. It's 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 a uh, it's a thing. It's a, it's a thing. But you know. We always say it, Scott. The way not to worry about it and the way to get past it is not to suck. <laughs> Try to give yeah, out Well, good Michelle, picks. to answer that question, besides just the pressure of giving out a play, I I bet on every play that I make. So it's not even just the pressure because I'm worried about other people losing money, which doesn't help. <laughs> but I have money on it myself. Yep. So I'm concerned about my own bankroll, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't ethically give out plays that I don't back myself. That's... I, that, then I would have trouble sleeping. I couldn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't do this job. No way. Bryce Harper wins MVP. Woo hoo! Uh, the Dominator in the house. I know he's a big Phillies guy. Hopefully, he had a future ticket on Bryce Harper. So I hope he had a ticket on Harper and not the Phillies. Yeah, good point. Well, Scott, let's find out. Uh, we got to share the hardware and find out who was uh, who was the winners and who were the whiners last night. We'll start it off as we always do with the people that maybe had a little bit of a reason to. Wine on today's edition of Call Them Cops. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get it started with the Cavaliers. If you had the, uh, ooh, if you had the Cavaliers plus nine and a half, what, what, what were you doing? You faded. You faded Scott. You faded my boy here. You don't. You don't fade Scott. Good God. And, uh, yeah, it jumped up to bite you because you thought you were good at the end of the third quarter, didn't you? The uh, Cavaliers led by 13 points after three. Oh, yeah, you're golden. And you got nine and a half points. What could possibly go wrong? Well, one of the best quarters of basketball by a professional outfit you'll ever see resulted in a 36-8 to beatdown in the fourth quarter. That's 28, folks. Cavs ended up losing by 15. That nine and a half, hmm, he gone. That's just a distant, distant memory. If you had the Cavs plus nine and a half, got to play four quarters, not just three. Call the cops. So if you ended up losing on the Cavaliers game and you decide to do some late night chasing in college basketball, 
if you had a Southern Utah and California under 137, 114 points after regulation. Wait a second, that's an even number. That's correct, they were tied. Then you had 126 after overtime. Wait a second, that's also an even number. Yes, Mm -hmm. they were tied again. Went to double overtime, and the game landed 143. So not only did you lose in double overtime, but you probably stayed up till about 1 a.m. to watch yourself lose. Well, Scott, you know the old expression. They don't call it double undertime. They do not. All right. And finally, if you had Penn plus seven and a half against Utah State, God, I hate you so much. I had to put it. I mean, you got eight and a half. It was seven and a half market wide. Yep. I got it eight and a half when it went to six. I'm like, this is a lock. If you had it seven and a half, congratulations, uh, because the game went into double overtime. Penn, they end up losing by eight. They finally ran out of gas. Utah State win it by eight. If you had seven and a half, oof, call the cops. And on top of that, I'm sure you feel even worse because Utah State played today already and they won by like 35. Yes. Yeah, I I did see that. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, there was some good news out there. There were some winners. They weren't all whiners. Let's find out who was in uh, the good place, as they say, Scott. Who was sitting in that rocking chair? So, if you had the college football game between Louisville or Duke, and you had the over 60.5, truth is if you had that over or the nickel state over, really any over of any kind was a pretty easy winner there. But you had 44 points at the half. It's pretty easy to cash a total of 60.5 when one team scores 62 points, and the game ended up landing 84. Malik Cunningham had 300-plus passing yards and 200-plus rushing yards what do you have, seven total touchdowns in the I game? I believe that is correct. He was unbelievable. That run, that 70-something touchdown run there in the, uh, whatever that was, second quarter, that was just phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, you should do yourself a favor and uh, get get on the YouTubes and find that run. It's one of the one of the finest runs by any running back, let alone a quarterback you'll ever see. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But uh, I noticed the point from Garrett. I uh, said that Atlanta, they're the worst team in football. I thought they were easily the worst team in the NFC South when we did our breakdowns for the actual divisions. You know I was low in Atlanta from from the start because I watched them in preseason, and I actually learned something. I said this team depth is absolutely terrible, and I just assumed they'd be awful. Are they the worst team in the league? No, but they're easily bottom five. Yeah, I mean, week to week, they're not the worst team, but it's hard to it's hard to come up with a performance worse than last night. It's awful. Couple of, again, couple, was, of the, couple of the Patterson. Jets games. Yeah, they were missing Patterson. That was and that was that was a biggie. But again, we're also big on New England because I we said weeks ago take them to make the playoffs at plus one thirty nine. They're probably like minus five hundred now to make the playoffs. Yep, yep, absolutely true. All right, so I don't know why anybody would ever fade me, but if you happen to fade me when I took the Patriots Falcons over, um, congratulations because you landed in the rocking chair as they were under forty seven. They had thirteen points at halftime. It what did a terrible. Football it, game. it didn't get any better. As uh, the game landed 25, so um, I, I, I had Patriots team total over 27 and a half there on my on my premium. I, I loved that play. I thought the Patriots would have multiple chances to score, and they did. Just couldn't finish their damn drives, Scott. It was very frustrating, and they almost they almost threw the second pick six inside of two minutes that would have got us home. He wanted he wanted to throw that other pick six. He just couldn't throw it quite bad enough, and he was uh, able to intercept it, but couldn't keep his feet. 
I still don't know what Josh Rosen was looking at. Van Noy was right there. He just threw it right to him for a pick six. Oh, it was beautiful. He was standing there. It was beautiful. But um, anyway, Van Noy gave him a, having... Van, Do- Van Noy gave him a little bit of the old Oki though. There, I think he has. I think his eyes were left, and Rosen thought he lost him, but he did not. So well, he did, except for the fact that Rosen threw it about I don't know seven seconds too late on yeah. that actual route. But anyway, if you had Alabama State and Iowa over one fifty one and a half, you got Iowa playing up tempo team, score a lot of points. What can go wrong? And the answer is nothing, because you had 99 points in the first half. Iowa with an impressive 63-point first half, and the game ended up landing 190. Never a doubt, as they say. Never a doubt at all. All right, now we haven't uh, we haven't done this much. We, it's been a pretty clean week, but we do feel like we have to uh, we have to talk about this a little bit today, Scott. This is kind of an open topic, and I want to get. I'd love to get some opinions from our viewers as well. But let's get it started as we hand out the TGIF edition of Donkey of the Day. All right. Well, sir, you know what? I'll let you I'll let you take this and then I'll probably most likely end up telling everybody why you're wrong. So, we're going to be looking at the NFL because they ended up sending out a memo to every NFL team over the last couple of days, which essentially doubled down on the NFL's new anti-taunting movement. We've seen a lot of taunting penalties. We know that it's kind of stupid to actually take emotions out of an emotional game where you hit each other. It's it's a very testosterone-filled environment, and you're taking out the emotion of it. I don't know if I really hate the actual memo part of it, because if you're going to enforce something... You can't really abandon the process about, I don't know, a couple months through. I just hate the rule. This taunting thing is stupid. Can we just let these players actually have some fun and let them show some emotion? And some people are making the argument, I think it was Nagy, who said, you got to be role models for the kids. You got, you got, they can't see that. See what? That you're like flexing after making a tackle. Who cares? That's been a part of football for 50 something years. Although I see what the big deal is. Although I will say this, if you watch uh kids football, you see a lot more flexing at the uh, at the little guy level than you used to. So is that like a deal breaker? Uh, I, I don't I don't think it's that bad. I, I get that <laughs> you can make an argument, you know, just play the game. You're not supposed to show up your opponent. Right. Who cares? Let them have some fun. You think the fans who are paying money to go at the game, to go to the game or watch it on TV, really care if the players are flexing or not after making a third down stop? No, they're going because they want to see their team win and they want a good product. My, I think it's just a massive waste of time. My idea is that somebody cares or it wouldn't be a deal, Scott. So I don't know who it is. Uh, my guess would be CEOs and board members of advertisers and sponsors. I was going to guess old people, but I guess we're on the same page. Uh, ben wanted to know if Curry is officially out. Curry is officially out. He has been downgraded. Well, he should be. Downgraded to out as of 1034 yeah. this morning. He should be out. He played yesterday with a bad hip and still dropped 40. He definitely should not be playing on a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, he is He is no doubt out. So, yeah, I believe it or not, I actually agree with this. I don't know. All the rules in the NFL are there to protect somebody or other, whether the players, the the, the the shield, whatever. I don't know who this protects. I don't know if if the player let the players vote on it. If the players feel disrespected, let the players have a secret vote. 
If they want it gone, then let's get it gone. But if you're doing it for me, average Joe fan, fucking save yourself. I don't don't bother. I'm I'm okay. Fix I just don't like the actual idea that the NFL's main priority isn't to fix the roughing the passer debacle. No, isn't to fix any of the awful just refereeing in general. It's to prevent players from showing emotion. I just think there are more important priorities the NFL is overlooking just to try to fix this. Yep, I agreed. Uh, Nathan Cerno likes uh, dropping a little nugget here for everybody in the comment section that's live. Likes Furman tonight against the spread. Well, Furman's been good this year. I agree. I agree. Don't don't let him hurt someone's feelings. Come on, let him play. Yes, that's that's it. Exactly right. Scott and I have a rule of this show, and if you listen, you know what it is when talking about it's a, you're disrespecting the unwritten rules of baseball, showing somebody up, whatever it is. The rule is what, Don't Scott? throw a meatball down the middle. That's right. The base is loaded. That's don't, your problem. Don't suck. Don't get blown up. Don't miss the tackle. Don't miss the block. Whatever it is, don't suck, and all your problems will be solved. So, so that's why I'm a little bit confused, though, because that's my argument, saying that if you don't want people taunting at you, maybe you shouldn't take a sack. You shouldn't let him tackle you. So then why are you okay with the NFL doing this but you still also believe in the don't suck philosophy. I feel like they kind of contradict each other. No, I'm not okay with the NFL doing it. No, I was I was kidding. I thought you were going to take the other side. Oh, no, okay. No, cool. I'm not. No, it's 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 stupid. It's I no one in their right mind goes, "Fuck, I hope there's a few more flags." And I hope they're going to change the channel because this guy did some type of dance when he got a sack. I hope I hope it's another 15-yard penalty the guy that just broke that 35-yard run and broke 17 tackles on the way. And now we can penalize him 15 yards because he was fucking happy about it. No. What do you want him to do? He's, he spun that? the ball. That's assault. You got to give him 30-yard penalties. He spun the ball on the side. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, college has always had different rules. You can't spike the ball. You can't. Well, college you know. is even worse. But that that's a whole separate story because you can argue they're amateurs and you're trying to teach them how to play the right way, whatever that means. These are actual professionals. So you can't really tell a professional how to do his job. Well, he's getting paid millions of dollars because he, because he knows how to do his job. Brownsbacker, uh, Scott, do you understand that comment? Otani MVP, 3,001 hits? I'm um, assuming that... Oh, oh you know, it, he was 3,000 to one at some point? Somewhere? 3,001 does not sound right. It doesn't. Uh, I want to say that he was maybe 150 to one at some point before the season started. I mean, you were 3,500, right? I thought it was going to be around, like, I'm trying to remember what it was before the season because those odds really dropped dramatically really quickly. March 29th was was 3,000 to 1? That's that's great. Uh, it's great if you got 3, it. 3,000 to 1. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Okay, the, I, I didn't realize it was that high. Plus, I thought it was like 150. Plus 3,000 or 3,000 to 1? Three, th- plus 3,000 is 30 to 1. I thought it was. Okay, so he's saying that's 3,300. We're getting conflicting things. So okay. 3,000 to 1. Is almost impossible. Yeah. So three th- three thousand one is a backup catcher. Like that's definitely not what Otani's odds were, at least in my opinion. I'm assuming it was plus thirty three hundred. I figured the ceiling might have been a hundred to one, hundred fifty to one. Yep. But agreed. whatever. Uh, J.C. Stone, Arizona minus eight against Wichita. I'm not happy with the way Wichita has played basketball so far. They lost. You weren't a fan of that Damian Lillard forty-five footer to beat Jacksonville State in the season opener. Yeah, they lost. They lost a lot of dudes. They lost. Yeah, they're not a very talented team. I know they beat Tarleton in their last game. Congratulations there. But yeah, I think Arizona's been playing better. I do think that if you look at that matchup, Wichita might hang around. Arizona clearly has the better athletes. 
Uh, Houston tonight. Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's get to it. Let's let's talk about those, Scott. We've got we've got three college football games. Or no, we got four, we got four games tonight. We got four, four games tonight, right? I thought it was five. Oh, we do have five. You're right. You're right. I forgot. I always forget about the uh, Arizona Washington State. Uh, Southern Miss Louisiana Tech. Won't spend a lot of time on that. Uh, Tech's 15 and a half, 48 and a half is the number. What you got there? Uh, my thoughts on this one. I actually am going to take the points. Yeah. Southern Miss is an awful football team, but I will give it props. It did hang around with UTSA last week. The real question is, even though this team is awful, do I really want to lay more than two touchdowns with Louisiana Tech? The answer is no. So for me, I'm taking the points. I mean, it's going to be hideous. I correlate it with the under. So if you want to parlay the underdog plus the points with the under, I don't hate that because if Louisiana Tech scores probably 17 points, you might lose this game. But I can't lay that much with Louisiana Tech. You All right. Uh, no. No, I'm, uh, I think the under is the Southern Miss is an awful there. team, but I will give them props for keeping it close last week. I'm not playing this game, but I don't want to lay four. I don't want to lay this many points with Law Tech. Uh, C Dub C Dub made thirty three hundred on it on on Otani. Nice. So he, said he had a hundred on it, paid thirty three forty nine. So make it rain. Yeah, that's not that's a nice hit, Chris. Appreciate it. All I'm saying is, if you're thrilled about betting this game, you're probably not thrilled about watching this game because you should really find something else to do. Domin Dominator says take a lot tech. So I, I like the under if I had to pick one play because it's Southern Miss with you. So that's usually a good under recipe. Uh, Memphis Houston. Uh, this game was a ten, went down to eight and a half. Now it's pretty much back to nine. Uh, Houston team's really good, Scott. Nobody's talking about them at all. It's all it's all Cincinnati. Well, you know who I'm rooting for in this matchup, right? Tune. I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Houston. Okay. Because I want Cincinnati to face a ranked team so they can maybe make it into the playoff. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be so good. I want Houston to win. I I want one of these ranked teams to face off against Cincinnati just to quote unquote pad the resume because they might need it since they're fifth right now. Yeah. But for this matchup. Memphis has had some quarterback injuries, so that has been an issue for the last couple of weeks. Houston's been rolling. Big wheels keep on turning because they're rolling. But mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Cougars. I think that they're just the better team. Memphis is a team defensively that's a mess. Offensively was pretty good at the start of the year, but it seems like they always struggle against teams that are above them, but they take advantage of the teams below them. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Houston. I think they're the better team. I think you can make a better. I think you can make a case, and I'm gonna, it's going to tie into what you're saying, Zach, um, over there on Facebook. Zach Vaughn, by the way, if you're joining us on Facebook, thanks very much. Um, I would agree that I think there's a very good chance this Houston team uh, has enough for Cincinnati to get past them. I think you can make the argument that their offense has been playing better over the last month than Cincinnati has. I'm curious what the actual spread is if they would play against each other. I'd assume Cincinnati would be favored Eight. by. I was going to say at least a touchdown. Yeah. I'm not laying that with Cincinnati. Can't. Can't until they, you know, they're like the Chiefs. You know, they may be a really good team and you got to show me, but Cincinnati didn't show me nothing over the last five games since Navy. They really have not. But Memphis might be missing a decent amount of guys. A lot of guys currently listed as questionable. Some running backs, uh, some linemen. It's not exactly a good look for the current uh, injury report for Memphis, but. I'm going to go with Houston anyway. Yeah. At home, especially. I just think the better team. I agree with that. Uh, Zach Von says playoff committee is praying for Houston to upset Cincinnati. That is no shit. <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken right there. They're burning They're burning candles 24 hours a day. They're waving fucking sage around. There is no question about it that they 
are saying Hosanna's for uh, Houston to get beat right there. Arizona, Washington State. <laughs> I know it goes against your no Pac-12 situation. Uh, you want to break it for this game? Is this the one you're looking for? No, because I think that both of these teams are unpredictable. Well, Arizona's predictable. They're just bad. But I'm going to take the over. Screw it. I, I think you'll look at a game that should feature some points. Arizona's offense has been better lately. They switched quarterbacks. They have definitely been more competitive. They actually scored at least one touchdown against Utah. I'm sure they broke the champagne open at, at the halftime when they actually scored a touchdown. Yep. But I like the over. Washington State has a decent offense, scored a little bit against Oregon. Total seems a bit low to me. I'll take the over. Oh, fuck. You don't want to because Arizona's involved. But right. You have to admit the offense has been better over the last couple of weeks compared to where they were to start the season. Well, they're two of their last three weeks. They put up, they put up 10 against Cal. So, But they won. By, by the way, that's, that's a game where you need to have your eyes scratched out after the 10-3 uh, victory over Cal. Good God. Yeah. Nathan, I do hate the Pac-12, but my argument for anyone who's listening or just watching the show right now, do any of you actually like betting the Pac-12? Because I've been anti for the last, I don't know, month or so. And my life is definitely a lot more peaceful ever since I cut the Pac-12 out of my life. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're having some fun at your expense. Okay. He said, uh, as long as it's not his sister. <laughs> uh, How do I reach these keys? For that game. Is that the voice you're going for? Is that the Cartman voice? No, nah, it was. I'm just, I'm just, I'm quoting, I'm quoting the comment section. You know, it's an Arizona team that's covered the last four, Scott. So... Yeah, they're covering. Yeah, right. Cover machine. With the points. Okay, now the game that I'm looking forward to most, um, just because you've got two, two, it's two contrasting styles, Scott. Um, it's Air Why, Force. One team plays okay football. Oh, uh, Air Force. I thought we were still talking about Arizona. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say because one of these teams actually decent, and the other team's awful. One plays unwatchable football, and the other plays barely watchable football. Air Force in Nevada. It's the it's the air show. Of Carson Strong against the ground attack of the Air Force Falcons. Mm-hmm. Man, you know I have I have done very well with Air Force this season. They have been they have been quite good to us. Uh, they took care of business uh, on the road against Colorado State last week. A game I kind of thought that Colorado State may have a little something for them there on defense. Uh, we both had Air Force, so we didn't really care. Well, you know, Colorado State, they let them go over the top, Scott. They let them, they, they let them throw for 173 yards last week. Yeah, 91 so. of them were on one play, yep. but yes, yep. that is true. That's if you, if you look, you will be surprised if you look at uh, who leads the college football ranks in yards per uh, uh, catch. No, yards per attempt. Uh, it, I thought you were going to say yards per completion, but same idea. It is, it is Army, I, I promise you, and it, Army by a lot. Army training, oh, sir. I, dude, I just watched that this week. I rewatched that. It's a great movie. Well, uh, I'd say the first two thirds. Once they're actually in war, nobody really cares. But yes, is that is that fair? You, now you like Nevada. Carson Strong, dude. He's good. He's really, really good. And I'm sure they are. I was talking about stripes. No, I know. I'm I know. Sure. No, I'm just. I'm trying to keep us on track here. Who you got here, buddy? I'm really torn because you know I love the service academies when it comes to betting on them for football. Except Navy, because they're they've been awful this year. But yep. Army and Air Force have both been really good. Nevada's a team that I really wanna like yep. every year. Yep. 
And yet, for all of these step-up games, they always fall short every time. Now, of course, it is senior night, so you have a lot of emotions involved. Air Force has the very unique offense, so you know that if you only have one week to prep, it could go really poorly very quickly. Oh, boy. I think this could really go either way, but I'm going to take a cop-out move. I'm going to take the over. I think Air Force will have some success on the ground. San Diego State had some success offensively, and I do think that's a bit concerning for Nevada because I hate that San Diego State offense. But I do think Carson Strong should have some success because he's a very good quarterback, especially in college. So I'll go with the over. I think you'll see a decent amount of points in that game. All right. Fair enough. I'm just, uh, I was just kind of looking. Um, I, I was looking to see when the last time they played, because I guess they don't, they don't play each other every year. They didn't play last year. I was looking for some historical trends there. It's really tough because a lot of people conceptually just think Nevada's not going to lose a senior night game with Carson Strong as the quarterback. Right. Or on the other hand, Air Force can beat anybody at any time because of how efficient they are with the triple option. Yep. It's, it's a tricky spot, which is why the spread has been basically pick them the entire time, or if not minus one, give or take. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to end up taking the over. I'm expecting points from both sides. Which could go horribly wrong because Air Force could have a nine-minute drive that settles in three points. I'll take the home team to cover on senior night. Um, okay. You know, I, it's, I don't know how the pass defense is for Air Force. Probably the best passer they've faced has been Bachmeyer. That's why I'm looking at the over because I just think that they're going to see success through the air. And I think Air Force will have some success on the ground. I, I like the over because that's this Nevada defense can be run on. Um, yeah, they they have been they've been beat up pretty much by everybody except UNLV this season in conference. I mean, they gave on, up on the twenty ground. plus points to San Diego State last week. That actually takes some talent because they can't throw the ball. No, no, they give up they get they give up over three hundred and sixty yards of total offense to San Diego State. So that's a uh, that's not a a good look right there. So uh, Barry says, uh, "Oh, uh, basketball right now at halftime." Looking good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Clemson team might be the best in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Stern says, Carson Strong should destroy them. X after X. Time after time. Yeah. I, it could if happen. If you fall, I will catch you. I'll be waiting. Time after time. I'll take Nevada in the over there, too. But I, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, for, the, I, for the side. Oh, boy. I for like, the, side, I like the total I'll, a lot better. For the side, I'll lean Air Force solely because... Nevada seems to always lose these type of games yep. where they're supposed to win. It's a step-up game and they fall short. But I do like the over as my favorite play in that game. Okay, me too. Uh, Jacob Houston, Air Force has a good pass defense regardless. Everybody's 5'9". Yeah, yeah, Josh Norman's not very tall either. A lot of those guys aren't real tall. Uh, ask Reichel. Oh, you can ask him, Barry. Uh, why did the Pacers versus Hornets game drop by uh, a point uh, to the Hornets? Uh, because the first game was close, so people were assuming Indiana bounces back, but I don't really care. When you score less than 90 points against the Knicks and the Pistons back-to-back games, I'm assuming your offense is broken. And Charlotte's defense has been really good lately. You beat the Warriors at home, you beat the Wizards at home, you beat the Knicks. You've been playing good basketball. I don't really care. I think it'll be close, as I said in my video, but I do think Charlotte will eventually cover. Okay. Yeah, this is a Charlotte. Do you feel good about do you feel good about the Pacers? They're six and ten. Nope. They're just not a very good basketball team. No, it's a Charlotte team that's kind of had a uh, kind of had a uh, 
a reverse bell curve kind of year. Started really they well. Had, they had a eureka moment. They went to overtime, lost to the Lakers, and then mm-hmm. they realized, you know, we actually have to stop the other team from scoring. Yep. And they've done a good job defensively since. Yep, they have. They've done a fantastic job defensively, giving up less than 100, 100 per game in their last four. Win and cover and under last four. So there's some serious trends there on uh, on Charlotte. But you want to buck them against an Indiana team that's uh, also played pretty good defense last two times out? Yeah, defense that. have been fine, but they're 2-8 and eight on the road. Yep. So um, I'm not exactly thrilled with getting that small amount of points with a team that struggles on the highway. Jacob lives in Indy. Pacers are dog shit. There you go. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Picked up Carlisle. Doesn't even matter. Team just doesn't function in the fourth quarter. Very good. What else you see from the NBA slate you like tonight? Uh, looking at the rest, I have to be tempted by the Warriors and uh, Pistons under. I thought it would be low 200s once Curry and Draymond were announced out. Can I interest you in 200 flat? Yep. I'm seeing one. I still like the under. I don't know how I'm not supposed to like the under. The Warriors are playing a back-to-back. You're going to be emptying out the bench. Who's taking most of the shots for them now? Wiggins? You got Wiggins taking shots? Jordan Poole, who's been terrible from the three-point line for the last couple of weeks. Damian Ali's going to play serious. You just don't have many guys. And Detroit, we know, has been an awful offensive team all season long. They play extremely slow. I like the under. Because I think that neither of these teams, my hot take, neither of these teams are going to score 100 points. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a low-scoring, hideous game. I think you're probably right there. Lakers-Boston, looks like LeBron is trending. As he said, Arrow is pointing up. You think LeBron is, uh, he's been upgraded to questionable, Scott. So, you know, that's usually a pretty good sign. Uh, the way that I see it is that LeBron, it's a TV game. So I'm assuming LeBron's going to play because whether or not you want to believe LeBron makes some spectacles because he can, I think if this game was not on national television, I think he might not play, but I do think there, it increases his chances of playing that it's on national TV. What do you think? Uh, I feel like he wants the media attention, which don't get me wrong. Isn't exactly, you know, a crutch because some people just like to be in the spotlight. LeBron's one of those people, I, yeah, but I, I, I do think game. with him on ESPN in a game like this, LeBron is more likely to play than if it wasn't on the local Spectrum channel. Yeah, probably true. Uh, no no Jalen Brown for Boston. He hasn't played in a while. Yeah. I like the under in this game. I know the Lakers aren't exactly a great defensive team. I'm just going to keep riding Boston unders. They've been yeah. fantastic towards the under. You're right. Um, Bill Campbell wants to know if uh, you would date his daughter if she wasn't Jewish. Uh, the answer is... Maybe I don't know. You date Other Shiksa? variables need to be in you, play. Your parents okay if you what? date date a Shiksa? They wouldn't be, but I'm my own person. <laughs> they really wouldn't be. <laughs> no, my family's old fashioned that way, but I, I adjusted to the times I'm living in. Okay, good enough. There, well, there's your answer, Bill. So, uh, if maybe do you have a hot daughter? You got a pick? You can you can send it to Scott. You can hit slide into his DMs. Uh, I'm just going to go through these games. My priorities are my eyes on the prize, man. Clippers minus four over the Pelicans, my friend. I can't take the Pelicans. No. I mean, that's one team that you just can't bet ever because why would you ever do that? I think if you're going to bet New Orleans, one thing I did notice is that the Pelicans might be awful overall. Mm -hmm. First half, really not that bad of a team. Yeah. It seems like they always fall apart in the late third, early fourth quarter, and it just falls apart after that which is why if you're live betting against the pelicans you're probably having a great time because they're usually close and then they fall apart clippers had a relative no show against memphis yesterday i liked memphis first half yesterday because the clippers have gone off to slow starts Batum's probably going to be out again but i do think the clippers will show up for this game 
if you like the Pelicans for some reason, take the first half because mm-hmm. the Clippers are a very slow starting team. But I can't take the Pelicans. That team's so useless. You? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of with you. It's a. Uh, for me, this is a pass. I, I, I really I think it's a pass too, but I'm not betting the Pelicans. No, no, that's why I'm going to pass. That's the difference. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, right, would need a nap before the day. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. Oh, <laughs> uh, no question. I, I, I got to give the, uh, got to give this something about Mary treatment too before you head out on your date. No doubt about that. Anything else from the uh, NBA card before we take a look at some college and some pucks? Uh, for the most part, no. Uh. No, nah, I mean, I can't really think much about the Dallas-Phoenix game because I don't know if Doncic is going to play. I'm assuming he's not. If Doncic is out, I kind of have to like the under, don't I? Yeah. If Phoenix plays at a slow pace, they always do, and Dallas does as well. Dallas defense has been better than I expected them to be up to this point. No, I don't know how. Well, Pingus has been healthy, so they have another rim protector. I know you're a huge fan, right, from his time in New York especially. He's been very good for the last couple of weeks, so I'll give him props for that. I, I don't like him long term because he's getting paid so much money and you assume he's going to be injured for half the year. But he's been healthy, and defensively they've been good. But with the pace or the lack thereof, and Doncic probably going to be out again, I kind of have to like the under. Got a feeling on the side and the Bulls nuggets? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulls. Denver had a serious no-show against Phoenix, against uh, Philly yesterday. What a terrible showing. I mean, you lost by double digits at home mm-hmm. to a Philly team missing basically everybody. Yeah, But... Denver has been a team that offensively has really not looked as good as you hoped it would be. I know Porter Jr.'s out. I know Murray, of course, is a big piece. He's out. But Chicago's a team I really like. I think this is a very good Bulls team. They have Levine. They have DeRozan. Both those guys can create a shot whenever they want. I know Vucevic has been out for a little while. They've been good without him anyway. Defensively, Lonzo Ball and Caruso might be the best defensive backcourt in the league, which sounds crazy. Yeah. They are nuts defensively. Mm-hmm. So I like the Bulls in the spot. I, I believe I do too. And and now we're seeing Jokic on the uh, on the injury list. So that's... It's, also, it's a back-to-back, so I'm expecting some fatigue as well to play a factor late because Denver lost by double digits. It was close throughout before Philly blew it open at the end. So they played their starters a decent amount of minutes. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bulls. Yeah, I agree, Nathan. When you throw out Compazzo there, uh, because you know you have to throw in some other options, that's not exactly ideal. Give me the Bulls. Uh, this is an IHOP cup. We went to breakfast. Uh, my granddaughter was in a spelling bee today, and they went to watch her compete, and then we went to IHOP breakfast afterwards. Scott, it's breakfast for two. I got a tea. My wife got a coffee. What would you guess that would cost with tip at IHOP? Um, we said with pancakes or just the drinks? Just, no, just a, two breakfasts and two drinks. Two breakfasts, two drinks. Eighteen seventy-five. $45. Ouch. $45. And the only thing, Ouch. I, the only thing I got extra, cause I like, I got an omelet, came with hash browns and I wanted to get some, some, uh, dry wheat toast. And I thought that 18 was a pretty good guess. I thought you, it was either going to be really low or really high. That really, sounded fair to me. Really high, bucks. with about you know, 21, 22% tip, eight forty five bucks. I went to IHOP, I think, like twice in my life, both during free pancake day or unlimited pancake day. Yeah. So I actually ditched the first half of a school day to go with like eight friends. We all walked into school, and we had to write the reason why we were all late. So people were making stuff up, like doctor's appointment, whatever. I just put that as my reason. 
pancakes. I put the pen down. I walk past them. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Reason. Pancakes. All right. Very good. Um, anything else? NHL? My kids got no pick. Uh, my, my, my kids got no picks for tonight. Your kid has no picks for the night. No, the system, system says no picks. Okay, system says no picks. Well, I respect the uh, system's yeah. discipline. Yes, but to actually look <laughs> at the hockey card. Hockey's actually been going pretty well for us on this show, but yeah. there's only two games on, so mm-hmm. that's probably why he doesn't have a play. Uh, you have Colorado against Seattle and a Winnipeg against Vancouver. Give me Colorado in regulation. Yep, I was just Seattle's a team it. that I am rooting for because I think that they're fun, mm-hmm. but they're still not very talented. Yep. Colorado's still a good hockey team, and we've seen the Kraken defensively. Bit of a mess. Ain't good. So I think that Colorado should score a decent amount of goals. If you like the team total over, I don't mind that. But I do think that Colorado, in regulation, I think they'll end up beating the Kraken. Uh, the Dominator says, my shucky ducky quack quack play of the day is Michigan UNLV under 135. Well, UNLV has been playing at a snail's pace, so I yeah. don't mind that. Uh, Jones, to answer your question, I did not do the UFC video yet. Truth is, it's a pretty underwhelming card. I might do a video, I might not, but it's definitely one of the weaker cards over the last month. That's right. The system's discipline. That's right. That's yeah, right, Nathan. Taking the day off, man. Um, I like I like the correlated. I, I would take the, and this is not a system play. This is just a team that's playing well and a team that's given up a lot of goals. I like I like Colorado and the over there correlated parlay. If you wanted to play that for uh, you're minus one fifty, minus one ten, so you're probably going to be around uh, plus two ten, something like that for that parlay, plus two hundred. So I, 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 I don't mind that. I think that's solid. Uh, George Mason, James Madison, who was the greatest founding father, Scott? Uh, it's a great question. There. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, no, they mean they the all, basketball game. They all had flaws, they, so it's really a tough one. They mean the but, basketball game, I'm guessing. Yes, for that one, the question that I'm going to ask you, because I know we talked about it with Marquette, is that you have a huge upset win. George Mason beat Maryland. Do you get a letdown spot guarantee? Yes. I don't know. I'm assuming you would. Because you won on the road in Maryland, which right. is so far arguably the most impressive win of the season by any team uh, to go into a ranked team's environment and win on the road as a as an underdog. Yep, that's pretty impressive. But this this JMU team's pretty good. Uh, it's a really tough one. I I think that it's kind of tough. I I really don't have much of a thought there. Uh, I know Brandon Kuba's asking me about UFC. He likes a Giannis butt minus uh, three twenty. If you like Giannis, I actually don't mind the submission because he's a bit of a ground guy. So I think if you want to go for a method of victory there and you think he gets the stoppage, I don't mind taking him by submission. You know what I'm looking at, Scott? I'm looking at this James Madison team that struggled struggled at home against ODU, and that ODU team is not good at all. Um, I'm Everybody humping up on JMU. I don't think so. No. I'm going with George Mason because I just think they're the better team. Yes. But I do think that it's a potential – I just say it's an interesting line, so I'm gonna watch it from a distance. Maybe get in on a live play, but I think George Mason's just the better team. Agreed, agreed. Um, I'm looking at anything else in the card. A lot of a lot of people like this this Memphis team over Western Kentucky. Well, Memphis is my dark horse candidate to win the whole thing because I think that Bates is a tremendous basketball player. Well, they've been they've they've been kind of unlucky over the last couple of years where they've had the talent and they've had some defections they've had some injuries so it looks like like has Wiseman played like 3 games oh, and then had to leave the, the Michael Porter Jr of 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 uh uh Memphis basketball but um you know I was impressed 
the way they handled St. Louis the other night. Of course, you know, St. Louis obviously down a couple of players from from a really good squad last year, but it's still a pretty good A10 team. Yeah, still a very good, I'd say a better than average upper tier type A10 team. Uh Western Kentucky not a lot good to say about their performances so far this season. Props to South Carolina for beating UAB less, uh, you know, yesterday, but Western Kentucky losing that game in a neutral, not exactly a good look yeah. for them. I'm assuming Memphis takes them behind the woodshed. I would go with Memphis. I'm kind of interested in the over because Memphis has been a team with the young talent that's played pretty up-tempo, mm-hmm. and the scores kind of reflect that because Memphis has been a solid offensive team. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take uh, Memphis. Western Kentucky lost its best player last year. You had Bassey, who was their main defensive anchor, great rim protector. With him not there anymore, I've got to assume Western Kentucky struggles. There you go. Shit, man, we got to get to it. I just looked up at the clock. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay. All right, guys, as always, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by today. We appreciate it. And uh, there's only one thing left to do. It's the last one of the week. And don't forget to join us, college show, about five minutes after this one's over. So be there, be square. But it is time where we have put our heads together. We have come up with our favorite play, the one if you had to put all your chips in the middle, this would be it. Guys, put on your straw hat, climb aboard that John Deere, and let's get ready to bet the farm. It's you, buddy. I thought we were going to recap how we did yesterday. Oh, that's right. How did we do yesterday? We had the Patriots, minus six and a half, and they won 25 to nothing. Ready? Yeehaw! Oh, you're so late. All right. So, for this one, we're going to be looking at basketball once again in the NBA, looking at the Bulls and Nuggets, and we like the under 209 at minus 110 on DraftKings. Both these teams, great defensive units. Denver ranks fourth in defense efficiency. Chicago ranks ninth. Plus, Denver plays at the slowest pace in the entire league, and it's on a back-to-back. So I do think you'll see them play extremely slow. I think you'll see some tired legs result in some short jump shots, especially late in the second half. And I do think you will see this game played primarily in the half court, which will result in less possessions for both teams. Plus, Denver at home has been great defensively. The Nuggets have played nine home games, and they have allowed less than 104 points in each of those nine home games. We think that this total is too high. We think that one of these teams is not going to reach 100 points and that this game will probably finish in the low 200s or even the 190s. Yep, absolutely true. Uh, this is Denver has been a good under team so far, and everything really sets up well in this one. We like the Bulls Nuggets under 209 at 110 and DraftKings. All right, guys. That is going to do it for us. As always, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for all the great comments, as always. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you. More than more than I can say, everybody, thanks for being here this week. Have a great weekend. Good luck on all your plays. Hang in there. Stay tuned for the college show if you got the time. We'd appreciate that as well. But for now, you guys uh, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time as we head back to the window with Scott and Scott.